welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney, and I'm here with my friend Al. Hello. Oh. <laughs> I felt that. Felt good. I'm excited to see if that makes the cut. It, oh, it's going to. <laughs> I make minimal cuts. The only time I make cuts is when I do not pronounce something correctly. Nice. And sound like a real, real bastard. <laughs> That's when I make it we cut. Gotta, we got to preserve the magic, you know? There's a lot of magic coming out of my mouth, and we got to jar it and give it to the people. And that's how I feel about podcasting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a jar full of magic from my mouth to your ear. Mwah, it's like a pickle. <laughs> what? Like a pickle. What, a pickle? Yeah. It, a please pl- explain. Well, okay, I put it in a jar for a while, and at first, it's just kind of back there. It's in, like, someone's maybe cupboard, mm. and then it gets discovered. Okay. Maybe through word of mouth, maybe through the iTunes. Brenda, did you hear about this great pickle that's in <laughs> Steve's pantry? <laughs> no, you know, pickles get brought to, like, barbecues and stuff, and you pop it, pop it open, and people enjoy it. <laughs> just Are you... Making fun of my pickle I'm not experience? making fun of it. I just love the idea of word of mouth yeah. being how someone finds out about a jar of pickles. It tickles me. Gives me I've a pickle had, tickle. I've had people say, like, hey, have you tried this pickle? Like, the bread and butter pickle? I had never heard of bread and butter pickle. And my dad, he's like, I went to a factory. They made bread and butter pickles. I'm like, I gotta try this motherfucker. Now that's word of mouth. And I tried it, and it's fantastic. And the word coming out of the mouth? It's pickle. It's pickle. <laughs> This ad creep is not about pickles, but I wish it was. Actually, there are, speaking of not pickles, uh, there are going to be some content warnings in the Descriptiono. The ones I can think about currently are death and some ableist words. Okay. That are through quotes and also the ad uses an ableist word, so you know. I'm just disappointed we're not talking about that Vlasic stork. Oh, we gotta get into him. We gotta talk about this guy. Why? This Why leggy motherfucker? I just wait, are they are they saying like bi- the pickles are the, pickles the babies? Are babies. <laughs> God. We're gonna be talking gonna, about this we guy. We gotta get We're into him. We're putting him on the list. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm not getting into him. Okay. I'm getting into Gary Hoy, who was a successful corporate and securities lawyer in the Toronto-based firm Holden Day Wilson. He has been described by his managing partner, Peter Lawyers, as, oh, that's a good name. I'm sorry? Peter Lawyers. Okay. (laughs) As, quote, one of the best and brightest lawyers at the firm, except for me, Peter Lawyers? Peter, Peter Lawyers? Are you That's me. me. <laughs> if I had to get a lawyer, I wouldn't want him. Because no. I'm like, you You became a lawyer just because. I just feel like if I, if my last name is Hold'em, yeah. and I was starting a law firm, yeah. I would be a little more particular about who the other senior partners were. <laughs> Because that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. This description of him feels relatively... Ironic, especially after what happened on July 9th, 1993. Holden Day Wilson was holding a reception for law students who were interested in apprenticeships with the firm. Hoy was given a tour and decided that would be perfect opportunity to show off his favorite 
party trick. In order to show how resilient the glass was in the Toronto Dominion Bank Tower, he would throw himself hard <gasps> against the glass. Oh no, I don't like that. Don't worry. Hoy had been known to perform the stunt before. In fact, he'd done it countless times before. So nothing bad could happen. In fact, the first time Hoy threw himself against the window that day, he bounced right off, as he'd done countless times before. But perhaps tempting fate, or perhaps wanting to show off a bit more, Hoy body slammed the window a second time. (gasps) The glass did not shatter. It just popped right out of the frame. (gasps) Hoy went straight through and plunged. 24 stories to his death. Quote, I don't know of any building code in the world that would allow a 160-pound man to run up against a window and withstand it, said structural engineer Bob Greer, who told the Toronto Star. Do you think he um, introduces himself as Bob Greer engineer? Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, we got some great names we got some in this real one. good names, but also new- rip that guy, I guess. I don't know. He sounds like a real bastard. Alexander <laughs> Zankoff. Was a visiting professor at Oxford University's Center of Ecology and Hydrology. Apparently, he also liked to shock colleagues by drinking laboratory-grade ethanol. Y'all gotta, you gotta stop trying to shock your colleagues. Whenever an old white guy has a party trick, it's not good. It's never good. His co his coworkers did try to raise his their concerns about this dangerous habit, but Zankoff reportedly waved it off stating that such a practice was common in Russia. (laughs) In the labs in Russia, we drink everything. Oh, boy. Who knows what's in this beaker? Zankov's ethanol drinking seemed to be a habit, as the lab's rate of ethanol use had noticeably increased during his time in the lab. Oh, so he's just not, he's not doing it just to show off. He's just doing it. He's actually got a problem. Okay. Uh, On one day in October 2000, he reached for the ethanol, but picked up and drank a beaker full of methanol. Methanol is one-fifth as intoxicating as ethanol, but is five times as toxic. Zakoff succumbed to the methanol after being on life support for several days at the John Radcliffe Hospital. A university spokesman said, quote, We don't know why he would have done that. Well, it sounds like maybe you do. <laughs> it sounds like maybe he had a habit of it. Maybe he... Had a little thing. Not a, not a great thing. No. Wayne Roth had met his friend Roger Cruteau in a convenience store in Pittston, Pennsylvania. Roth asked Cruteau if he could see the snakes that Cruteau kept in his home. The two went back to Cruteau's reptile room, and Roth soon was toying around with a six-foot-long cobra the snake owner had bought two months ago. <laughs> what? You know, brand new snake. That can't be allowed. Let's see. Well, well, Pittsburgh, or Pennsylvania. Roth plunged his hand into the tank, picked up the snake, but quickly dropped it. Croteau saw the blood on Roth's hand and asked if he had been bitten. Roth first denied it, but then admitted by uh, to being bit by the cobra. Croteau wanted to take Roth to the hospital, but Roth refused. Quote, I'm a man. I can handle it. Oh. <laughs> what? He's fine. It'll be fine. Oh, he who denied it hath about to die, be died of it. Yeah, that's the quote. That's what we say. That's the tattoo I have on my shoulder. <laughs> In papyrus. <laughs> the two then went to the Wyoming Hose Company bar. Wyoming Hose Company. They got a bar? Yeah, you're going to get hosed, you get it? <laughs> oh, I see. Roth reportedly drank two shots of beer and was bragging to the other patrons about being bitten. <laughs> you okay? I, 
so frustrated. Why? Because all these guys? Because they're all real dinkuses. Well, huh? On the way home, Roth became groggy. Croteau decided to drive Roth to the hospital. Roth died before they got there. Oh, my. Quote, I didn't know what to do. I was scared, Croteau said. What do you do when your friend dies because your snake bit him? Well, I think you really recalculate some major life choices. Yep. Hoy, Zankoff, and Roth. All three men died because of an astounding misapplication of judgment. That's what we're calling it, right? Uh-huh. With these deaths, all three men also joined an exclusive club. All three men are recipients of a Darwin Award. Oh. Do you remember yeah. Darwin Awards? <laughs> How do you feel about the Darwin Awards? great. Yeah. I think I remember trying to explain to a lot of people... Why it's not great. And also, like, that it's not even close to yep. what Darwin was actually talking about. Well, it's a loose interpretation. Yeah. We're going to get into it. We're a long way from pea plants. <laughs> and finches. And finches. Hey, God, he loved a finch. He, he, wow. made, he loved a finch, wow. probably. And, and Darwin fucked you? a bird. You heard it here first, folks. That's the real Darwin Awards. <laughs> you fuck a bird, get an award. Oh, God. Wendy Northcutt was a graduate in molecular. Wow. Molecular Biology from the University of California, Berkeley. She went on to Stanford University to study neurobiology, specifically research in cancer. Among all the work, research, and studying, Northcutt put together a collection of newspaper articles into a small chain mail list. Chain mail. Yeah, baby. Chain mail. What? Okay, how do we describe what chain mail? How do we explain to the youths of today what chain mail was? Well, back in the day, email was in Invented. Yes. And we really, I guess we kind of used it as an extension of snail mail. Yes. So we really did write, you know, letters via email. Email, uh, which we don't do today. But correct? also, yeah, not really. Not no. really, no. Um, but we would, sometimes you would get a letter and at the top it would say like XXXXXXXXXXX. If you delete this, you'll die in seven days. XXXXXXXX. Yeah. Send it to seven of your friends or you'll die. And you're 13. You're like, I don't want to die. Yeah. So you send it to your friend. Basically, you know the movie The Ring? <laughs> yes. It's based on a chain mail. Yeah. Really. Only a, it's a VHS thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I assume. I assume. The chain mail became so popular, I guess because it's, I mean, it's got to become popular, right? Yeah. Because it's chain mail. Northcutt turned the collection of stories into a website in 1993. I, I read it was a website on the Stanford University server. <laughs> That's not great. It's, you know, a lot. Yeah. The letters detailed real stories as well as a collection of urban legends of people perishing in ridiculous ways. The website was titled The Darwin Awards. Each story showed a person who, quote, significantly improved the gene pool by eliminating themselves from the human race in an obviously stupid way. They are self-selected examples of the dangers of inherent in the lack of common sense. Now, I will say, nowhere was there an article about, hey, is this eugenics? Are they talking about eugenics? It's always fucking eugenics. It's always eugenics. You get down the bottom of that barrel, it's eugenics. It's eugenics all the way down. Yeah, 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 yeah. If something makes you mildly uncomfortable in a conversation with a coworker, ask yourself, is this eugenics? It might be. There was, like, a thing about, I'm like, did people not maybe complain about this sort of thing? 
and she kind of said, I got an email from three people complaining, and she basically kind of just read it off like, no, sorry, you're... Sorry, this is hilarious. Your husband died in a real dumb way, so I'm gonna... Oh, from people that were on the list? Yeah, literally. Oh my god. It's not great. (laughs) Wow! Uh Uh-huh. By 2002, the website was receiving 7 million pages, page hits per month. By 2006, I don't remember this, a movie was released based on I don't the remember stories. that at all. I gotta check that out. Who do you think is in that Ugh, one? Not brother. It's just, is it gonna be like, what is it, A Thousand Ways to Die in the West or whatever? <laughs> By 2010, nine books had been published as a collection of the best of the worst deaths listed on the website. These are all, like, toilet books, you know? I feel like this sucks pretty bad, and I think we had some of these books. Oh, we definitely had. I I remember, like, oh. (laughs) It's interesting. The only kind of interesting study done of these books, there was um, a study done in the British, like, a British medical journal, and it was, like, studying male... They basically said because... 88% 88% of the people in the Darwin Awards were male. Mm-hmm. And why that is, why they take why they take unnecessary risks. And it was a big study in toxic masculinity. Uh, of like, hey, I like I can't die. I'm a man. I can't die. Nothing can happen to me. No. 2010 was also a year where Metro Trains Melbourne were having some big issues. In May of that year, a metro train smashed into the rear of a freight train, uh, which had stopped at a signal south of the Greggyburn, which is a great name. Greggyburn. Greggyburn. It's probably a weird Australian way of saying it, but I like the word. Burn <laughs> Railway station. Five people were taken to the hospital. The driver of the train was put under scrutiny, as was Metro Train's safety record. It seems as though they had a problem in which riders would take unnecessary risks, leading to a near miss or serious injury. A rider would cross the line between the two platforms and would be hit or clipped by an oncoming train. From November 2011 to January 2012, there were 13.29 near misses per million kilometers of track. I don't know if that's a lot. 13.29? Yeah, we had a little bit of a squeaker. How that happened? <laughs> I don't know, on average... So, I've been to Melbourne, uh-huh. and I want to tell you a little bit about the metro train system. Okay. It's above ground. It's in the, usually in the middle of the street, like mm-hmm. in between. And because of the train, you have to do something called a Melbourne hook turn. Oh. So, you know when you want to turn left, yeah. right? You want to be in the leftmost lane. Uh-huh. If you're driving in Canada, which we drive on the right of the road, you want to drive on the left, right? Mm-hmm. You take the, like, the left turn. In Melbourne, if it would be the Canadian orientation, you would be in the rightmost lane. <laughs> and then you have to cross through all the lanes of traffic to take a left. Oh, boy. It is terrifying. Um, Melbourne also, like, because the trains are are on the street, it's like... That's a fast street train. I could mess people up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Danger. Quote, Metro didn't have a safety campaign in the market. We had safety information and instructions at stations, but nothing to influence safe behavior or show that we care about the safety of our customers, said Chloe. Ath- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you don't. <laughs> so, yeah, perform a hook turn. Uh, maybe. Chloe Aslop. 
um, Metro Trains marketing manager. When we, myself and the agency team, started speaking to train operators and looking at imagery and reports from the safety team, we kept coming back to the same thing. It's really hard to get hit by a train. A wrong or careless behavior is required. Mm. So basically what they're saying is if you if you follow the rules, you can't get hit by a train. I find that um, it's actually really easy to get hit by a train, huh? um, but that's because uh, so often Snidely Whiplash is tying you to the tracks. <laughs> oh, Deadly Do-Right's not there? No. Wow, he's not on the clock? And also I don't mind it because we honestly have like kind of a thing going on, so oh. it's kind of like... <laughs> it's consensual? Yeah. Oh. And then until you get hit by a train. And then I'm like, ow. You've been watching a lot of Rocky and Bullwinkle lately. I don't want to talk you? about it. <laughs> Uh, it's the part in every voice transition where they get to the Rocky and Bullwinkle. Are you a Rocky or a Bullwinkle? Oh, I feel like I was a Rocky and I'm no, becoming a Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. I, well, himbo. Himbo, yeah. Yeah, himbo Rocky. Writes. You know, Bullwinkle is the ultimate himbo. He really is. So is Dudley. Ugh, I don't know. There's something about Dudley. I don't, <laughs> I feel like when you're a kid, you're like, Dudley Do-Right, mm, handsome. But now no. I'm like, hey, well, Snidely Whiplash, give me a call. Here's the thing. Dudley Do-Right's a cop. So. Yes! <laughs> This is what I'm saying. So, fuck him. <laughs> and Nell, who loves the horse instead of Dudley, I get it. A horse is better than a cop. Very wise. <laughs> wow. Hey, we're talking about cartoons from, uh, the 1940s? Yes, I'm so sorry. Wow. To those of you who are young. There was young. a cartoon and had a moose and a squirrel. Yeah. You may have known them as the Winchester Brothers. <laughs> yes. But... <laughs> There was also a movie with Jason Alexander. Yeah. That probably was great. Yeah. And Mr. Peabody was a movie recently. Yes, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. These are all was things. A movie. And it, you can go to Universal a- You can go to Universal Studios and ride Dudley Do-Right ride and have no context. Yeah, except for that he's a cop. He's a cop. You don't <laughs> want to ride it. Metro Ad Agency's McCann Melbourne took on the task of putting out a public safety campaign that couldn't be gory or negative or shocking. They also didn't want an ad that made people cry. So we started from there. Quote, said Aslop, How do we, without offending or blaming, tell people to stop doing dumb things around trains? Mm. McCain's ECD, John Mescal, teamed up with the members. John Mescal. Yeah, that's a good name. These are good names. They're good names. Mescal sounds like, isn't Mescal a liquor? It is a liquor. Okay, okay. I thought it sounds like something like an aperitif. Like, I want to drink it. <laughs> Uh, they teamed up with members of the Australian bands Cat Empire and Tin Pan Orange to write a PSA song called Dumb Ways to Die. Oh. Do you know this? I do know this. Oh, wow. Quote, we got people eating super glue, sticking forks in toasters, and selling both their kidneys. But truth is indeed stranger than fiction. And we still couldn't come up with dumber ways to die than driving around boom gates and all the other things people do to put themselves in harm's way around trains, said Mezcal. The aim of this campaign is to engage an audience that really doesn't want to hear any kind of safety message. And we think dumb ways to die will. I had no idea that that was a, a, a PSA. Oh, really? I thought it was just uh, like one of those um, videos that goes viral on the internet. Just Well, it was like, it, was vi- it went viral and it was around the same time. Time is happy tree friends. Ooh. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so it was just like Kiwi Kiwi. 
I was gonna say gory and cute, which yeah. it turned out to use. and it's kind of it was kind of the same thing. That was a real vibe for a minute there. Yeah, ooh, that I did not a, love. It was the hot topic like nasty bunny vibe. Yeah, you remember uh-huh. that nasty bunny? I remember that he's nasty like, bunny. Go fuck yourself, and he's picking his nose and smiling, and it's like ooh edgy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the hot topic. And there's a picture of a little boy, and it says "Go throw rocks at Billy," and you're like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> I guess. <sighs> mall goth. Mall, mall goth, goth culture. Oh man, I want to be a mall goth. Didn't have the guts. Not too late. I can't. <laughs> I'm a soft gay right now. Soft summer gay. A video was released on YouTube to go along with the song in November 2012, which hit more than 50 million views quickly. The ad campaign gathered awards at the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. Winning a record five Grand Prix awards. They, uh, they won at the Cannes? Yeah, they did win at the Cannes. At the Cannes? Yeah. At the Cannes Film Festival? Yeah, the Cannes. With the Cannes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading this correctly, right? Cannes. <laughs> it's French. It's French. Cannes. The most ever awarded to one campaign in the festival's 59-year history. <laughs> the song itself hit music charts in 28 countries and hit the top 10 on Apple's Australian's iTunes chart within 24 hours of its release. In 2013, Metro released a Dumb Ways to Die MarioWare-like mobile game, which also gives players the chance to pledge, quote, not to do dumb things around trains, with sequels released in 2014, 2017, and 2019. (laughs) This was big, and I did know it was about trains. (laughs) Best of all, Metro Trains Melbourne reported a 21% reduction in accidents and deaths since the campaign began. It seems like the train riders of Melbourne won't be at risk of winning any Darwin Awards anytime soon. Wow. Yeah, um, I actually texted my brother-in-law. He lived in Melbourne around that time, and he said it's just everywhere. Oh, really? TV, over the air, like on the internet, everywhere. And it was huge. And it's a really big earworm, too. Yeah, I definitely remember like a because it's animated, right? Yeah, it's cute. So it's I remember a, a coworker at the animation studio where I work showing it to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think it's time to watch it. I just doxed myself for what my job is. Oh, whatever. We all didn't we say you work in the cartoons? Oh yeah. <laughs> and you you also spent like twenty minutes talking about Rocky and Bullwinkle, so Ooh, you got okay. it in your bones. I kind of outed myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you want to watch um, the the Dumb Ways to Die YouTube video, we'll link it in our sources. We'll also put it on our Twitter at at Creeps. It's the three-minute version, but we're only going to kind of talk about the one-minute version. But, you know. You know. It's little beans dying. What do you want? (laughs) Okay, we'll see you after this break. We'll return after these messages. Dress up like a moose during hunting season Disturb a nest of wasps for no good reason Stand on the edge of the train station platform Drive around the moon, get at a level crossing Run across the tracks between the platforms They may not rhyme, but they're quite possibly So many dumb ways to die. 
be safe around trains, a message from Metro. Welcome back to the show. So a lot of, a lot of little beans. Full dead beans. Uh, little dead beans. You're um, totally right about the um, the, the hot, hot topic vibes. Yeah. Um, and the, the the music, very like Zooey Deschanel. Ooh, yeah. Type of vibe. Yeah. Of like just soft, like, oh, it's like a fun little song. It's oh, but they're all very, dying. Very cat power. It really, yeah, it really is. A certain vibe in time. A vibe in time, that is the title of my upcoming novel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you want to describe some of the beans? Yeah, there are beans that... There was a bean that dressed up as a moose during hunting season. There was a bean that got in a dryer and hid there, or a washing machine. Uh, the A less savory bean, to me personally, mm-hmm. was the, you know, scratch a drug dealer's car. Yeah, and the bean ended up in a garbage bag. Just really playing off a lot of kind of <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> um, I mean, Australia, but, you know... Uh, the the bean that I identified with is eating an old pie. Yeah, that's a good and one. And just they had a bunch of barf. Mm-hmm. The other one, there was one about eating outdated medicine. Yeah. Which I've asked a doctor friend. It's fine. It doesn't, it just gets less, the effic- efficacy decreases. Yeah. And, and after maybe five years, they said. It yeah. Was, it's not, it's not anything. You'll be chill. Anyway, that, so that bean made it. Yeah, that yeah. bean survived. That bean survived. <laughs> Every other bean. The other bean that I kind of, you know, the 2012 version of myself giggled at, and not this one, he flew in a little airplane, yeah. and it did a little loop, and it landed, and it kind of smeared his body. Yeah. The animation is very cool. It's like, cute. the aesthetic is... It's cute. Yeah, very yeah. cute. Like, it's very clearly well-designed and thought out. And they have a little dance, too. And they do a little dance yeah, all together. I love it. Uh-huh. Um, I think if that was everywhere around me, uh, I would grow tired of it incredibly quickly. Yeah. I'm already tired of it. <laughs> I am interested to see if we have any Australian listeners, and if they you know, are tired, or if it was a nostalgic earworm for them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested. I'd be very interested yeah. to hear. Hey, mm-hmm. Australian listeners, uh, let us know. There's no Australia. That's a lie. It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, technically there is no Australia. Did there's you, just colonizers. Did you, hear, did you hear about the conspiracy theory that there's no birds? Excuse me? There's no birds. There's no birds. Did you hear about that conspiracy theory? Um, and what are there instead then? Spy cameras. Oh, I think I have heard that and one. And COVID was just to get us all inside so they could change all the birds' batteries. Come on, Obama. <laughs> yeah. That one tickled me in a good way. <laughs> I just love I love it. Uh, anyway, um let's let's talk about now so the last commercial was in twenty twelve. Okay. And there's mobile games, but yeah. we don't have like they're not using they're not using that anymore in the Melbourne Metro. So we need a new safety ad campaign. Yes. Yeah. Um Okay, so how do we plus this up? Yeah. Well, uh, I think, first of all, we'll just not use ableist language. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> That'd be kind of chill, yeah. I think, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that study you were talking about in Britain had the right of it, 
where it's like, it's not really about whether you're dumb or smart. Yeah. It's about whether society makes you feel invincible because of your age and gender yep. and uh, ethnicity. Uh-huh. So maybe instead of dumb ways to die... Uh, we have a little song about how old white men shouldn't hold positions of power. Don't be a guy. <laughs> Don't be a little, little guy. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, except we're, we're going to see, like, uh, you know, old white dudes in business that are just hitting on coworkers left and right and saying inappropriate things. Yeah. And, uh, Wait, how does this apply to the train? Oh, it doesn't. Oh, Wait, is is Metro Trains Melbourne just taking on toxic masculinity? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, here's the thing. The new safety issue on trains is people being assaulted on trains. Yep. Okay, let's take on that. I like that. This is it. This is it. We've we've solved the problem with the tracks. Yeah. We've solved the problems with the hook turns. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's yeah, That's and it. then it's just like all little weird guy beans. Yeah, but they're not cute. They're not cute. They're gross. They're gross. And it's just, and they're exposing themselves and touching people and and taking off people's earphones to talk to them. Getting in people's personal space. Yeah, and getting drunk and just being too handsy. <laughs> that would be great. I would love, I would love a transit system to say, stop bugging people. (laughs) Please. The safety announcement is stop. Get off my back or get off my bus. (laughs) Get off my butt or get off my bus. (laughs) That's it. And you know what? I know some places, I mean, now in Canada they say masks are optional, but hey, maybe just wear a mask. You could just wear one anyways, because, you know, even if you've been the double vaxxed, um, COVID can still live in your mouth. And also other things can live in your mouth. Yeah. Like bad breath, which is... I'm so sorry. (laughs) I know that's a dig at me. It's not. I can't smell your breath. Thank God. We don't look directly into each other's eyes when we record. It's so important to so, not do that. Uh, we can't smell each other's breath. It's really because it's it's just bad. Man. Look, I have been wearing a mouth guard for <laughs> three months, and whatever's in there, oof, it's not coming out. <laughs> I ate a bunch of berries. There's a bunch of seeds in there now. Ooh, it's a treat for later. <laughs> okay, so the plus up is don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. I yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm, me too. And then you can do a mobile game of you <laughs> avoiding people trying to avoiding touch you. People on the train <laughs> it could be like a little. It could be like snake. Oh, I was you gonna know? say Frogger. Oh, Frogger is even better. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I love it. It's good. Well, I don't love it. No, I think it's very. It, we shouldn't need a you know. A but we do. But, but we, we do. do. We do. We do. We do. Stop bugging me. Get off my butt or get off my bus. <laughs> that's the Vancouver one. Yeah. Okay, that's great. If you have an ad that is, like, I don't know, local to you, or an ad that you want to do, maybe you can email us, yeah. right? Yeah, you can email us, adcreeps at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at AdCreeps and Instagram at AdCreeps. Would you like to see a local ad? I was going to say, can you give us an example of a local (laughs) ad? I sure can. This one comes from a listener, Marta. I actually don't know if Marta listens to this. But I know she's my friend. Wait, did she send you an ad and doesn't listen to us? No, this was sort of... I got this ad before we started. Oh, an ancient ad. I was soliciting. Ooh. 
don't give tattoos. We share life. How do you feel about that? I got crinkle tinkles. <laughs> This is for Celebrity Tattoo. Where? I don't know. They got four Uh, locations. I believe it's in Colorado. Oh, thank blessed God. And it is a man who I want to know about his story. He's got the sideburns. Did he have a Van Dyke? I think so. And a tight white tank. Tight white tank. And here comes a, a lady, and she's got, like, rogue hair. Yeah. That's the only way to describe it. That is her. the way to describe it. And there's there's light after effects coming out of there's his pecs. really a lot of VFX going on. Oh, and they touch, and... I would say I would say he caresses her. Yeah, and by caressing her, the light comes out of his body, and then is- installs a tattoo on her arm yeah on her bicep a tribal tattoo yeah yeah with a rose on it (laughs) and then it's a celebrity tattoo we don't give tattoos we share life yep we don't make a podcast we share life we share life with you we breathe our life into the microphone and by listening it you can get some of our powers But not too many. I feel a lot of things about that tattoo. I want that. I want a tattoo shop that has that much gumption. Yeah, that energy. Bring me that energy. You think he listens to, like, a lot of yawny when you come in? Maybe. And, like, a lot of incense and it's like, we are going to. We're going to give you new life. We're going to share. I'm going to share my life with you mm. through ink and little needle. Here, I'm going to draw a frog with Joker makeup on. (laughs) I was going to say, why so serious? <laughs> Ribbit. Ribbit. <laughs> I love that local ad. I think that was great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marta. Yeah, if um, that local ad's in our sources and in our Twitter, like I mentioned before, if you got a local ad that that's good, like, is that good, you got to send you gotta it You got to send it on over. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I think one other thing I want to say. Uh-huh is um, we've got some pretty nice five-star reviews recently. And we appreciate each one of them. Um, And we appreciate when you write in and tell us about your local ad and tell us that we're kind of great. It really, it makes us feel special. Yeah. And also, when you talk about the podcast, it helps other people find out about it. Yeah, we have have people who've been sharing our podcast. We can tell. We look at the numbers. We see someone who just downloads them all. Yeah. And we're like, that's another one. Remember that thing about the pickle from the beginning? Yeah, remember the pickle. That no one's gonna find out about the pickle in our pantry um, if you don't if you don't spread that word of mouth about it. Wait, was that this podcast or another podcast? No, that was this one. Oh, thank God. Yeah, the pickle analogy. Yeah, the famous pickle analogy. It was really working for you. I don't remember it at all. Um, it was well. You said that. Okay. Well, it's fine. It's fine. I could go back and listen to what it was but before. Please tell people about the pickle in our pantry. Yeah. By which I mean, <laughs> tell your friends about this podcast if you think they'd like it. Yeah. And if you haven't written us a five star review and you're having a good time listening, hey, think Do about it. it. Do it. I know there's some people who listen who haven't. <laughs> we don't need to go. I went there. <laughs> There's at least 40 people subscribed to this podcast, and we got, what, 13 reviews? I'm doing the math. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to, listeners, 
I'm not. We're gonna take diverging roads on this one. I'm not gonna guilt you. <laughs> we're gonna into it. Robert Frost this bitch. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm time to diverge, and it's time to get some eggs on toast for dinner. Heck yeah. You ready? I am ready. Okay. Until next time, we are signing off. <laughs> Word for my spouse. I kind of want a pickle. Well, tell someone about it. You want a pickle? I want a pickle. Yeah!